Good morning and welcome. This episode is about to get started. But before that, a few things you should know. First of all, this show is brought to you for free. To support, please consider sharing the episode with your friend, leaving a great review or signing up for my bi-monthly top five email. What is it? It's a free email that I craft twice a month and send out to thousands of you where I share what inspired me recently, books and film that had an impact on me, but also gear and tips and things I've been thinking about lately that really impacted me in a way. If you too want to join in on the fun, please visit ptl.fm forward slash top five, T-O-P five, and you will be in for the next edition. Now, last but not least, all podcast show notes are available at ptl.fm forward slash podcast. Thank you so much for being here and let's get started. Good morning, podcast, and welcome to the Pierre Lambert Show. Today, we're talking about a very, very hot topic. We're talking about non-fungible tokens, aka NFTs. Why should you care? How is it going to transform the world of art, sports, media collectibles, and maybe a lot more? And how can you get involved? What should you know about it? And for that, we have a very special guest. His name is Ted Chin. Ted is a digital artist that just sold his first NFT and it was a massive success for him. He's pumped to be here and share with us everything he's learned, how it can apply to us, how it can translate to the photography world. And he'll also tell us a little bit about his story, how those past seven years of working really hard kind of paid off on that specific day when he released his art in the digital space. It's going to be very interesting. I'm so pumped. Ted is really open and he's sharing everything with us. Ted's originally from Taiwan, then moved to the US and went deep into Photoshop artwork, composites, all that. And his art is absolutely stunning. You can find it on Instagram at Ted's Little Dream. We'll give you in the show notes more information, but with no further ado, if you're curious about that space, if you don't know what I'm talking about, please, please, please listen to that episode and make sure you subscribe to the podcast because we're going to dive a little deeper in the future also. So with no further ado, let's welcome Ted to the podcast. Welcome to the podcast, Ted. Hey, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for having me here. Ted, I'm, I'm so excited to have you because uh, Aaron actually talked to me about you. He was like, oh, I haven't talked to him in a while. Uh, I met him at Adobe Max. And I feel like I've seen your work several times over the years uh, at different moments. And mm -hmm. I've always loved the art you're creating. It's very, for me, it's very fantasy-like. And it just transports me to a different world, which, which is Awesome. You know, every time you get that feeling from art, you're like, yes. <laughs> so I, I want to jump into a hot topic right now. Ted, what happened this week? It, I feel like you've had a crazy week. Can you? Yeah, it's uh, it's been a pretty surreal uh, week for me. Well, obviously, probably everyone who sees the title would be like, oh, that's what we're here for, right? So it's <laughs> because the Monday I had the opportunity to um, drop my first release, NFT, non-fungible token crypto art with nifty gateway and after monday it's just been pretty crazy and then a lot of like um networking talking and then you know just being everywhere right so that's what has been uh, happened to me for uh this week so far what how did you expect it how long have you been working on that um so for actually for my first release um i actually used some of my old work you know because mm -hmm. this has like something uh, i never done before and it's fresh for the nft community and also i think it was a great way to 
introduce my artwork to people who never see me before, right? So yeah. I took this as a whole new opportunity to reintroduce myself to a new crowd. Um, so I picked some of my favorite piece and then put it together and then uh, to release that. But the whole preparation to from like picking which artwork to use, well, what kind of collection I want to put together, and then like the sole purpose of why I create art. Um, that took about like two to three weeks just to like figure out every detail, you know, mm. like how do I present myself in the best way to people never see uh, my dream before. Oh, that's that's so important. Okay. I feel like we could go so many directions. I know. <laughs> I want to. I want to start with the most important for anyone that is listening that has no idea what NFTs are. Do you want to give us a a quick spiel on like what are we talking about? What is everyone talking about? I think I can put it in the shortest explanation from my understanding because um, honestly, like I'm not. Uh, fully like understand blockchains and cryptocurrency and all that. But from my perspective as an artist and who are really new to this, um, non-fungible token, which short stands for NFT, is just a token that's related to uh, Ethereum blockchains, which is ETH, the cryptocurrency. Right? Um, it's a token that have uh, digital assets that's um, like connected to that blockchain information. And so in an easier way you can think about is like a collectible, traceable and digital like Pokemon cards or sport cards. Mm -hmm. That's like people buy ours and trade it or like buy those cards and trading, right? So this just put everything into a digital format and um, it's called NFT for now or crypto art. That's what they use. Um, yeah. That makes sense. That That makes sense. And so it's... So if I understand it correctly, what you're saying is that you can basically buy deeds for an art piece and it's living on the digital world, but you're basically owning that piece uh, through that NFT. Is that, mm -hmm. is that so is that, can basically, I write? basically um, it's like, for example, if you buy a print from me, from like yeah. you bought an NFT from me, right? And how do you prove that that JPEG or the digital asset music or whatever that's on there, it's actually from me. So that's yeah. where the NFT token come in and then to show the authenticity and then like the um, the tracing of that, like this was indeed created by me, released on this day. And it's like my digital signature instead of like physically mm -hmm. signing, you know, and that's what make it so valuable. Um, compared to any other file you can copy and paste and drag, you know, for that. Yeah. Um, and I'm, I'm, I'm going to speak to anyone who doesn't understand anything we're talking about. I'm going to try to translate it to, to what, what exists right now. If you're buying a piece of art, you're basically having that piece of art. Usually there might be a certificate of authenticity and a serial number if it's a, a series, basically, of that piece. Now, the difference with an NFT is there isn't that much difference except that it's digital and and actually that's the big big advantage you can trace it forever so you can trace it from the moment it leaves the artist and goes to someone else then if it's resold you can still trace it and the beautiful part for especially because right now we, we're gonna really dig into the artist section of how it can be used um, you can actually as an artist, if I understand, correct me, Ted, you can actually get a royalty on every sale that's going to happen in the future, which is something that did not exist in the real world. Once your art is out there, anyone can resell it and make their own profit or make their own sale. 
you won't see any dime for it. Yeah, that is actually correct. So um, on my release with Nifty Gateway, I actually put the, uh, around 10% on the uh, artwork. So every time anyone who bought or trade or do anything with the art that was under the NFT art, I get a 10% of amount of the money that they sold it for, um, which uh, everyone who bought it also know that. So in a way you can put in that this is actually a very great way to support the artists that you believe in, right? Because like for yeah. so many, as you mentioned earlier, right? If, in a physical world, world, once you sold that print that was gone forever, you never know who actually owned it, who like, you know, the middle transition or any like history or story in between, right? And the artists, once they sold that, that that's it. You know, they will never get a cut or anything after that. So yeah. um, the cool thing about this digital art crypto thing is that um, every time anyone do like a secondhand marketing, the artist, the creator will get a cut from that. Yeah. And and a lot of people actually ask in that sense, they're like, well, I can see the image, you know, what's the difference between seeing the image and actually someone says that you own the image. Would you have something to say to people who are confused about that? Yeah. So, <clears throat> sorry. So actually, yeah, a lot of my friends, my housemate and people that I know was asking me that and people on Clubhouse also mentioned that like, hey, so like, why would I want to buy something that I can just copy and drag it from like internet or just look at it for free, yeah. right? Well, the cool thing is like, for example, for some famous painting or um, one of my huge inspirations like René Magritte or Dali for like surrealism mm -hmm. artists, right? So if I can own a piece of that original, like, I would really want to have it, right? Because like, you yeah. know, that's something very special than that. But in the other way, I would say that because when you buy those, you're actually supporting the artist and the creator behind that. And that is very important because um, before these like digital artists or a lot of artists who um, are having trouble getting their work appreciated, they just create it for free and share on internet for people to yeah. view. And hopefully they will find a client to commission them or hire them to do some commercial job. But still that comes to marketing and negotiating and the contract, we still get like low offer from that sometimes, mm -hmm. you know, right? Um, so <clears throat> from doing this NFT, you're directly cutting off the middleman in some way and then make more profit to directly support the artist. Yeah. You know, like, right? So for example, I, I actually been uh, uh, kind of looking for NFT this past few days and I bought few. And then in my mind, I know like this money will help some of the artists who are struggle. Um, and some of it is like to show my support and then like, you know, just figure out different way. But um, one cool thing about the NFT community or this whole um, NFT crypto art movement is all about artists supporting artists and the community mm -hmm. supporting each other. Like our collector coming to buy stuff and trade out benefit of artists. And then the artists who make some great sales will mention it or like they will tweet about like other artists or like so on and so on yeah. to get more attention with that for now. Which is beautiful <laughs> to see. And I'm sure the, the way it's used and, and it will obviously evolved and you know there will be a point where bigger players or like whatever will get in the way or like will try to interfere i would say but right now it feels very to me at least from my point of view it feels very still organic and beautiful and in and, and that sense and i'm very I'm, i'm just so pumped to see some artists you know that i kind of see it you know they don't say it but you can see that they're not 
really making a lot from their art. Their art is awesome. You love to consume it on Instagram. But beyond that, just the process of going to a gallery or printing or setting up print shop or whatever, all that actually takes a lot of time, effort, um, and it's not always rewarded the the right way and also how do you price yourself at the at, at the end of the day you know like people don't really know how how much it was sold for uh you can tell numbers but it's i don't know i felt like it was a very opaque game and it's mm -hmm. really becoming very transparent mm -hmm. yeah so i would say like i've actually been talking to a few of my uh friends before even before this whole nft and i know a lot of them are uh really passionate about making digital art, but at the same time, they have like a daytime job they, they have to do to pay mm -hmm. the bills. And uh, sometimes me, some of them are like different jobs, um, which is like very exciting when you can work with your friend on like fun projects. But most yeah. of the time, it's like I say, like we're all like pretty struggling and it was just like, there's no way to break through it at that time. Yeah. And then we didn't know what to do. And um, so when NFT arrived, this whole new thing happened. It's very excited for me and then to share that knowledge with them from like what I've been learned. And from like pricing yourself, um, that I believe that will be like probably one of the questions we always ask, right? Like how much should I sell this for? How much should I mm -hmm. charge this for? Um, the cool thing about NFT is like you can set a price that you think is reasonable. And once you have a buyer come see it or collect it, they can either choose to buy it straight from the price you give or they can bid on it. And mm. if there's multiple buyers bidding on your artwork, there's a higher chance for the price keep going up, you know? So that would be like super beneficial for the um, artist. So, so Ted, let, guys, we, we're going <coughs> to dig more into his into Ted's process. But Ted, can we rewind back a little bit, uh, maybe a lot, and uh, go back to Taiwan for a little bit? Go back to Taiwan. <laughs> yeah, where where in Taiwan are you from? It's one of my favorite. Wow, countries. that's like a that's like a part I barely get to talk about on social media. You know, that's actually really excited because, uh, you know, like it's I've been in the state for almost like fifteen years, and and um, a lot of time I do miss home a lot. So yeah, so um, I'm Ted, and then I'm born and raised in Taiwan till I was fifteen, and then um, I came to the state for like high school and then like college, and after I graduated, like. I just kind of went to grad school and stay here and working. But yeah, Taiwan, like, it's like sometimes I miss like all the food and view. Like oh, I think because when I, yeah. I I left Taiwan I was started. when I was like fifteen, right? So yeah. that's like middle school, high school. I barely get to explore a country. I I've been travel with my parents before and my brother, but not like detail like going to where I want to like do what I want to do or hike around and do that. I didn't get to do or experience any of those like much. So like now I really, really like miss that. And just like curious, I, I wonder what my hometown looks like. Cause, um, some of my friends as a photographer, they've like traveled a lot before. Um, yeah. And then they go to Taiwan and take this like really cool photo. And I was like, <laughs> wait, that's in Taiwan? Like, I didn't know that, you know, like if my hometown looked that pretty, like my country, like that's so freaking awesome, you know? What part is that Taipei or where are you from in Taiwan? Yeah, I uh, I live in Taipei. I'm from Taipei, okay. uh, one city. I, I don't really know exactly the name of that district. Um, mm. Somewhere there. But yeah, Taipei is uh, where I grew up. And then, um, but yeah, it's just so pretty with like the food and everything. It's like, wow. Yeah, uh, ta Taiwan is, is high on my list because I've, there's a tiny, like tiny, tiny, and you'd be surprised. There's a tiny, tiny, tiny windsurfer community on the East Coast, like Southeast Coast a little bit. Mm -hmm. 
and and I I randomly just above Taitung and I randomly met them and spent over three four years every time I would spend one month there and actually build like some pretty big projects like coding and stuff while I was there you know like windsurfing in the morning and the afternoon and every time in between working and so I would go there just you know to get in my own zone and and do the things and have some balance so yeah Taiwan's really high on that list of like cool place to to explore and the people are just nice friendly yet a little bit uh, have humor and not too dry you know like not that dry politeness and i i just find it's a it's a cool balance to to explore uh for me it's it's like the perfect mix between china chinese culture and japanese culture but taking the best of both yeah <laughs> it's like a mix of an area that have both involved and then uh yeah hopefully peacefully uh, delivered in that area because I haven't been back for so long. So I, I'm not sure um, how it is right now, but um, I'm pretty sure it was like definitely friendly. And then like, yeah. you know, it's just a place to enjoy, like, mm-hmm. you know, the, our cultures and food and then like those cultures around us, right? Yeah, you you have such great food in Taiwan. Like, if anyone is a foodie, <laughs> I'm getting hungry now when we talk about. I know, like, right? We're like some right. chicken katsu, like the deep fried <laughs> food. Like, get some boba. Maybe I should get uh, some boba today, but I really need to work out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah, that's true. Um, well, so that influenced you up until you were 15. Then you moved to the states. How did you get actually in the in your art like w- what drove you to it so um this is gonna sound like one of those two shit interview right when i was a kid i always <laughs> but it is true when i was a kid um, Dude, i mean when you're a kid that's the purest form of yeah, art, art well, expression you know it's, yeah because so. growing up in a asian family uh my parents definitely do want to like um uh what was like the way to say it like kind of figure out what i'm into as a kid right mm. so they took me to try a variety of different things like um playing like music instrument or sing in the choir or do all kind of different things um but what i think what my mom found out was that i was actually really into drawing you know that's like something really fun so she started took me to like after class like after school i'll go to this like um place where there's like a watercolor teacher will teach um all the kids like paint and do different things yeah and from there i just kind of start picking out like my interesting art and then also i'm really big fan of like cartoons anime manga that's like what i grew up with like just like going on adventure with like these heroes and heroes like mm-hmm. for like different journey you know that's always like something that really excites me and um from there like i just like kind of just I always like oh I kind of want to be an artist when I grow up you know like that would be something like really cool like do art um and then uh in high school I took some art class and then started to like exploring my interest in it so when it comes to college um actually like I always wanted to be a businessman like my dad and my brother Mm. but like in like high school when I got involved more with the art that's when I started thinking, like, do I really want to study business or mm. I should probably just give it a chance and take my faith of leap into art, right? Um, yeah. Luckily, my parents are very supportive. Um, so, like, they let me uh, choose that route and, like, try it out in the college. And that's awesome. Yeah, so, like, in college, like, that's when I fully went to, like, explore more. I tried, like, um, took, like, my art major. 
um, and uh, took all the traditional art class like painting, sculpturing, graphic design, typography, and then um, I took my first Photoshop class and my first photography class there too. And my uh, while I was exploring it, and I was like, okay, I probably should start like thinking like what I want to do after graduating from college, right? But um, what I was really into at the time was I actually want to be an animator. Because I thought I was like, oh, filmmaking, animator, and manga, mm -hmm. digital, all this, like, all related together. So I think, like, 3D animation is, like, where it is, right? Like, I love, like, Pixar. I love, like, Disney, yeah. DreamWorks, and all this. So um, that's, like, something I wanted to do, you know? Um, but anyway, sh long story short, after, after that, I went to, like, grad school. And then, like, for, like, two years of, like, uh, 3D animation boot camp and all that. But when I graduated, I realized, like, oh, man, like, uh, 3d animation is not really for me <laughs> it was really difficult and hard right but um i heard it's a lot of like, like coding i mean coding in the sense like it's a lot more yeah yeah it's, it's involving a lot of different things but for what i was learning in that grad school it's like um, they taught me like everything so at the same time i couldn't pick which one i'm more focusing on and then oh, that was yeah. uh it was really hard for me to make a choice and uh, also a lack of like experience so um so yeah and then that comes to the whole other story of like how i start like um doing photoshop art and then like the reason why and then like all that you know so i don't know if uh, we need to talk about that today because today is more about like nft art and everything right but um if you want i can talk about that too yeah yeah t tell us i mean everyone's interested you know it's it's not just about where you are today where you're today also comes for from your whole experience so far so that I, f I feel like it's it's very important especially because your art is very specific i mm -hmm. find that you have you definitely i mean personally when i look at it it's very balanced in in the in the images and mm -hmm. and and i just find it peaceful in a way so i'd love to know like what got you like when you have so many options what how did you decide what what made you go there all right, yeah, let's go with that. So this is gonna be like pretty fun journey, or um, there's definitely some funny story or here and there. But anyway, Perfect. so um, when I graduated from college and I moved on to grad school, right, the school got me so busy with like homeworks and works and all this I need to do and study. So I was like really busy with it, and then at the same time I realized like well I didn't have any free time to um do my own art something i really enjoy doing you know any kind of yeah. creation and i also really miss that back in college there's this studio space that i always go in and like hang out with my friends and just like create art all day mm -hmm. you know and then that's like a studio where you just go in going and then there's always like someone's working on some project you can talk to them like exchange mm -hmm. your knowledge or just inspire each other or just have fun like a pizza party all the way to 2 a.m i miss those yeah. right so i was like okay like i don't have the studio here there's no pre-making or choreography area i can borrow like i i didn't know what to do so i was like mm -hmm. i should figure out like what would be interesting right so um at the same time that's like when the instagram community was like started growing so i was like okay i'll pick out like uh, my old camera, this like Canon, uh, the base one, like EOD, I forgot what was it. And then my kit lens and photo uh, my iPhone, just walk around taking photo and hang out. Mm -hmm. um, so during that time, there was a, as a grad student, right? You don't really have a lot of like budget to uh, enjoy life, to go out drinking. Like, it's like, you're so broke. Like you have to focus on homework and like school work. Like you can't really do anything. You can't even travel, right? 
So um, I always like to go on free events and party with my friends whenever we see in the、mm -hmm. in the San Francisco, you know. So we'll always Google like, hey, any art gallery opening tonight? Any fun event this weekend that we can like go to like learn about the artists, get like get to know their work. Also, like there's free drinks and food, you know. <laughs> so it's like a win-win situation for us. So one day I was looking for an event to go, and my friend、um, he messaged me. He said, "Yo, check out this guy's work. He's a Eric、um, Allams. He's a Swedish、uh, photographer based in San Francisco."、Mm -hmm. um, so he's like, "Yo, check out his work. He's gonna do like a talk here for like an event. Like we should go." You know, I was like, "Hell yeah! Like this dude's work is like so cool." And then free drinks and food. Let's go Friday night, right? So I got there. And when I got in, I started to notice like things a little bit different. I was like, "Wait, why am I at a school? And there's so many chairs here. Like, what is going on?" You know. So, turned out it was like a three to four hours like speech and workshop. <laughs> I was、wow. like talking to the student there, and then I got stuck in the front row and I couldn't go anywhere. <laughs> so I just sit there like kind of hungry, and then just like I was like, "Oh man, there's no. I guess there's no party tonight." You know. But、yeah. um, it was really cool because I actually get to. Learn a lot about him, and then like his、uh, process of making artwork, and then like how he thinks, and talking about Photoshop. That's when the first time I see、uh, photo manipulation in like a very high end style, you know.、Mm -hmm. And from there, I was looking at it. I feel really inspired. I was like, "Yo, oh, this work he's doing. I think I can try too, because I know Photoshop and photography. Like, I、yeah. think this is something I can do for fun for myself. Like, just have fun, because like also I can't really travel anywhere, right? So." After that, I, I go back to school and then talk to my friend, and then he taught me some Photoshop skills, and then、um, I just start creating from there, right? So, Ted's little dream, the project is about like me couldn't traveling anywhere, so like I'm using my part of imagination, like visiting places and like hang out with like mythical creatures, you know,、mm -hmm. like that's like an extended version of it, and then there's like all this like wonderful fantasy surreal dream going on because that's like one really like,、um, and from there like I also get to come back with like an other Swedish. Uh, photographer、um, er Eric Johansson, if I pronounce it right,、um, mm -hmm. he's also one of the.、Uh, I think he was like a <clears throat> teacher or speaker at Adobe Max a few years ago. So Aaron probably know him too.、Um, and then like from there, I get to like dive into this whole Photoshop,、um, like photo collage world, and then like different digital art in there. And、uh, I just been like doing that for like the past seven years, I think.、Yeah. Wow. That's amazing. Yeah, so I accidentally jumpstart my Photoshop career by going to party. <laughs> in a in a way, you can say that. It's <laughs> beautiful, like how the universe actually stuck you there in the front row,、yeah. and, and that is the defining moment. Yeah, I was like,、direction. yeah, like what do you want to do for life? I don't know. And then let's jumpstart a random career for you. <laughs> that that is so. Yeah, it's. I love that about life. It's something I absolutely love. Whenever we're able to remember or like, actually be aware of those tiny moments that change so much. It's it's just beautiful.、Um, yeah, it's that's really cool. How, so, when and how did you start getting interested or at least curious about the crypto world and and all that? Yeah, so that comes、uh, another story.、Um, about like three or four years ago, there was a、mm -hmm. cryptocurrency gallery event in、uh, San Francisco.、Uh, in the, <laughs> I know, yeah, I think it was in Palace of Fine Art. That place、yeah. barely usually doesn't open, but they rented out that 
um, space for like this event. Mm. And um, at the time, I was just like, oh, cryptocurrency, all right, like I want to see what the future is about, right? Like I have no idea what's kind of in there, no expectation. But again, there's like free event, hang out with friends, like why not? Free right? food. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the food was amazing, drink was good. But um, anyway, so I walk in and then I remember walking around and then there's people showing like, um, this is when AR and VR, like argument reality and virtual reality are like um, still pretty fresh. Um, mm-hmm. Like just got out and then um, um, people were like talking about like, oh, the future of it, right? So um, yeah. there was this like a virtual reality gallery, argument reality gallery, like you put this goggle on, you walk around this space, there's nothing on the wall, but you walk around and then the glasses you're wearing will have like art interact with you. you know? So I was like, oh, that's so cool. Nice. And then um, I remember seeing um this uh guy was just talking about he said oh like what do you think about like future of gathering stuff right he's like for example like our stuff like what he was doing he's like we're putting like crypto blockchain information onto your pictures and you will sell that on the internet and then <laughs> the people will buy it and then like keep passing and we'll always have like all the information on there like that's like what we're trying to do and at a time i was like this guy's crazy, you know, like, who's yeah. gonna buy it? <laughs> at the time I look at him, I remember I was thinking like, wow, he's kind of crazy. Like, like that, that's like, doesn't make any sense to me, but like, I'm willing to learn. So I talked with him and then he explained the whole thing to me. So I remember grabbing his business card, but I have no idea where I put it. So I was like, well, just in case in the future, you know, yeah, maybe this actually work. I have someone to talk to, right? But um, I lost his business card. I'm pretty sure it's somewhere in my room. It wasn't, me- <laughs> wasn't meant to be. <laughs> yeah, but that's when the uh, concept was first introduced to me. I was talking to my other friend um, the, sometime this week. And then uh, I told her, I was like, hey, do you remember that event we were there? And she said, oh, my God, that's actually true. Like, that's when we first got to introduce NFT. But we both have no idea what it was, right? Mm-hmm. So back in December, when Beepo dropped his first NFT I remember seeing him talking about on his stories and IGTV, trying to explain what NFT is and how it works. <laughs> yeah. um, I kind of make the connection, but I didn't fully understand what is it going to be. Yeah. But I was like, well, I've followed people's work for so long. And then if he said this is going to change the future of digital, um, I'm just going to sign out for free because I have nothing to lose. There will be something interesting to try, right? Yeah. So um, that weekend, I saw that um, the news release, he made like $3.5 billion during the weekend with his artwork and stuff. I was like, I want in. I don't know what it is, but I'm willing to like explore and learn, right? Because like, maybe this can benefit all the artists around. So um, I went on Nifty Gateway, filed my application, record little um, low-quality iPhone introduction videos, and like, hi, my name is Ted. This is my little dream. And then the concept of having stuff, right? And then just hoping like, well, hope this will work, right? And that's how I actually got onto it. Like a few weeks later, they reached back out and said, like, hey, you know, like we want to work with you, you know? So um, like for a lot of people asking me, like, how do you actually get on Nifty Gateway? Because that's like one of yeah. the major platforms right now, so busy. So I told them, like, I actually got very lucky because I applied in December. And that's yeah. like very early stage, you know, like I don't yeah. have a, um, a gallery that represent me for my work or anything. Uh, I do work with my friend's agency, Creative West, but um, yeah. at the time, it's just like I applied for it. Just like, I want to see if this this is going to work, you know. But yeah, so yeah, that's how I, I got I into this. Place. now yeah. they must have thousands of requests almost every day. Yeah, I think if you're trying to get on there, it might have to wait for like a year. I don't know. It's, it's a really long wait um yeah some people are exaggerating maybe or maybe not i i, I didn't really like ask yeah. too much about it yeah that's true that's uh well that that's okay so 
That that's very interesting. I love how how you you introduced your concept and and uh, it came out to life three years later. Um, the interesting part uh, I will say is that I had a similar experience with you for Ethereum back in 2000, I would say 16 or 17 when I was in New York and I was in the startup scene. I had my business and stuff and I was trying to grow. So I was connecting a lot with the community and people, when they were trying to explain Ethereum, they were also pushing a lot that smart contract idea that you would be able, and, and they were use, usually putting it that way, not through art, they were putting it through insurance or uh, owning a house or whatever. They're like, you know, all those paperwork or those contracts that you have physically and then you need to send. He's like, well, basically, they're going to live on the blockchain. Everyone's going to kind of own a version of it that is going to be the same. And the beauty is that no one can ever fake it because everyone owns it. So we can always check if it's the right version. And uh, the good thing is that it's linked to you for I mean kind of ever and mm -hmm. and like it's very trackable you can't lose the contract you don't have to go see a notary it's actually the whole network that validates that this contract is valid and that it's being applied and I was like okay I guess we'll see that in insurances and then <laughs> for a few years later you're like oh shoot the art board took it over <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> so I'm like this is beautiful to see how it how it worked out so you're early on on NFT gateway, gateways. What was the process? Because I think that's one of the questions I'm getting lately. Just because I asked people if they knew what it was, uh, now they're asking me <laughs> stuff. I'm like, well, I don't know. I'm researching, guys. Uh, what was your process of m minting? So minting for anyone listening is the process of uh, basically creating that unique NFT. That uh, I mean, unique or creating that NFT and deciding how many versions or or if it's open. And um, and yeah, you're forging basically. It's like forging a sword, but you're creating your art on the blockchain. Mm -hmm. What? How was the process for you? Like, did you understand what it was going to be? Did you do it yourself? How? What's your? Yeah, tell tell us everything. Yeah. So the first time I look at it, I was like, "What the heck does minting mean?" You know, like how does it work, yeah. right? And then after uh, digging to a little bit, um, I learned about that when you create the tokens on Ethereum network, the um, it's gonna charge you uh, like a fee, which is called gas fee. And then once you created it, and that's what called minted mean, right? So you're minting mm -hmm. slash creating this token for your digital assets. And so a uh, cool thing about Nifty Gateway is that they actually take care of that um, whole process for you. All you have to do mm -hmm. just send in the work and then like write the descriptions. And then um, from there, they will take care of everything for you. Um, so that's like what I love about it. Um, however, for like other um, platform, like uh, I believe like Foundation and then um, uh, Super Rare, Rareable, OpenSea, there's like a gas fee they charge. But this this fee doesn't pay to the platform. It pays to the people who runs the Ethereum uh, network, the blockchain. Mm -hmm because like they have all these servers that are like running and minting the coins for you, right? So the fee is directly to them. So when the service is really busy, it charges more. And when it's not so busy, the price changes. So if you want to be, like if you want to save some money, like you just have to be really patient and decide like when to mint and create your tokens, you know? Mm. And then um, for Nifty, like um, I think people just, buy it straight it can connect to your credit card or your, your digital wallet 
Um, but okay. most of the platform is using uh, Ethereum through your um, cryptocurrency digital wallet. That's like another topic we have to go over. Like, what is digital wallet? What is I know it's, why there's so many so, different versions. Yeah, I, I tried to explain to Aaron. <laughs> so when we met Aaron, it's like from learn Aaron Nays. Yeah, and he signed up for MetaMask and then had the yeah, thing. and then there's the other like, thing. I don't, I don't know what I just did. Yeah. I have no also, clue what I yeah. just did. Also, shout out to Aaron. Um, I actually learned most of my Photoshop skills from his uh, YouTube class. It's free and I learned a lot from him. So I, I really I appreciate him. him. It's crazy. To, he has to create some of his I know, it's crazy. Because yeah. I'm like, dude, you literally inspired the whole generation with your first like oh yeah for me he was the one that taught me uh most of the skills you know even without knowing like i exist and i finally like get yeah. to meet him i was like yo this is so cool i like it's almost like i watched you growing up you know I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> i've seen every haircut yeah, yeah. you ever had yeah, in life <laughs> exactly like growing up like you were the inspiration i was like right it was almost like that you know um but yeah in the short term we can explain like um digital wallet is just like somewhere you keep your coins your bitcoin yeah. currency like currency cryptocurrency um and then there are this trading platform where it's directly connected to your bank so you can put cash into this platform and then trade to any kind of digital currency like bitcoin yeah. ethereum or old dutch coins or any kind of coins and from it's, there it, it's almost like going you to you send your Sorry, I'm just going to add something. If you can't envision oh, yeah. it, guys, it's just like going to a currency exchange, you know, all those Western Union thing. You go with a check from your employer or any kind of money and they give you cash in, in return. Here, the difference is you go with cash or your credit card and they give you cryptocurrencies in exchange. Yeah, and then from there, you send this currency, cryptocurrency that you just bought to your digital wallet. And there's many different ways to like secure your wallet and that's like a whole different thing. I actually don't really understand or have knowledge of it yet. I mean, yeah. I do understand it, but my friends like uh, tell me about like this uh, different way of security you can put like a cold storage or uh, and all that. Let's not talk about it right now. But yeah. from there, you send your currency, the cryptocurrency to your wallet. So now you have a digital wallet with tokens and there's like multiple wallets. You can tra transaction that around and then you can use that cryptocurrency coin to buy art and then that gets into your wallet so just like what is going on with all this multiple wallet and platform like why can everything be like at one place right yeah yeah i feel i feel like it's still since it's still a little early it's not that early but it's early enough where it's not it's not streamlined fully right it's not like oh just go to that website put your debit card or credit card and boom you got it no it's more like it might be two, three in steps in between. So it's not, we're not there yet. Uh, probably mm -hmm. things will get easier over the years when there's more and more and everyone figures stuff out. But um, yeah, so you, so, so for anyone, you're basically instead of buying with your dollars your or your euros, you're buying with the cryptocurrency art. And that that's the, that's the, yeah, that's the whole spiel and those platforms. So I kind of had a question around that and based on your understanding those platforms like let's say nifty or the foundation app or super rare do they take any fee for the creator how, how do how does it work for that that's a question i got a lot like what's the difference between OpenSea, for example and a nifty gateway and who who takes what to whom <laughs> yeah so um i would say it's almost like going to a different gallery right like having your art in there and then 
what kind of buyer you're attracting or what kind of buyer and collector they offer to you.、Mm-hmm. Um, for example, if I am correct, because、um, I could remember wrong,、um, like maybe、uh, I know Nifty Gateway is like select artists, like curated.、Uh, foundation is artists invite artists, and、uh, Maker's Place.、Um, It's like curated too, but like you can suggest. But all of this, you can like file like an application, and apply for it, and then、yeah. they will review it. You know,、um, but most of the fastest way that's how they、um, do thing. And then OpenSea is open for everyone.、Um, not sure about super rare and rareable, rareable.、Um, so there's like all this platform, and then there's like still more upcoming new platform、um, yeah. from there. And then the good thing about like、um, those selective gallery or Platform is like when you got into there, and then when you present your first release, which is called Drop,、um, they will hype you up. Maybe showcase your work on there and show on the Explore page, so you can actually catch some buyers' eye, right? Or if you have an audience base already who want to support you,、um, they will take care of that for you.、Um, but the downside is, right, as you say, it's so hard to get in, right? Everybody's trying to hop、yeah. out there and showcase their work.、Um, And for OpenSea, is like anyone can upload their work on there, and then you know,、um, just like to show there, there's no like waiting process. So like, if you really want to,、um, like, if you really need to sell some of your work, and then like get some cash to help out yourself with your、uh, life situation, that's like a good place to go.、Um, but the downside is that there are so many art on there, right? So I、mm. don't know, or I'm not so familiar with like how、um, collector will see your work and all that, but. Um, there are a lot of places to promote your work.、Um, I would suggest using Twitter and Discord.、Um, that's like where、uh, most of the NFT community is like very active at on there. So you can tweet any artist or any collector, and then like have a chance for them to see your work, and then they will like go bid and collect、uh, collect the art. Interesting. Yeah, it's it's a question that I feel like. Uh, and I think a lot of people haven't realized yet. It's a question that pe- people were like expressing. They're like, "Well, that's cool. I'm an artist, but I don't necessarily have the buyer's audience. Is does it mean that if I put it there, I'm gonna get buyers?" And I think w- from what I get from what you're saying is that it will depend on the platform. Just like any g- given gallery will have different audiences. And、um, and you can try to promote it on your own, just like if you self-published a book in a way.、Uh, but that might you might yeah, it's you 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 probably have depending on your situation, you're probably gonna have to figure out if you need someone to help you push the art, or if you're big enough, let's say like a Logan Paul, to draw a Pokemon card with your face on it, you know, <laughs> and、uh, and sell that.、Mm-hmm. How did you decide on on pricing? Like how how did you decide on your first collection? I'm I'm super curious. Um yeah, so like for me,、um, Nifty actually have like a team, and then like a person that will、uh, help you with that and suggest you like how much you,、uh, they think、um, your price should be, and then like how you should sell it.、Um, but you can change it as an artist, right? You can demand higher or lower.、Um, However, you wanted.、Um, but for me, like I decided to take their advice because this is like, my first time into the NFT space. So、yeah. it's definitely better to trust someone who's like expert in this era. And plus, also it was my first debut. You know, like my first time showing my work to people. So、um, I definitely want them to enjoy my artwork and I want to make it like affordable. So、um, yeah. they can like just they're here because they want the the art, right? 
um, or if they want to flip it, I don't know. <laughs> Either way, I'm happy yeah. that they're here. So Nisty yeah. um, was like the person that like set the price for me and everything. But um, for other platform, um, I do know that they suggest you keep like a floor, uh, which means that you definitely don't want to like make your art like too low value, right? Because what happened mm -hmm. is that you're actually selling these stuff as like, um addition limited addition or like one out of one kind mm -hmm. and so if you only sell one out of one your work that means like that's one out of one kind original you don't want to like put too low right yeah. and then you can sell like a uh, addition of 10 or addition of 20 um but the minting fee could cost a little bit more but you can i think you can just capture it as like uh, one out of 10 or one out of 20 for like people uh, people to buy or you can make an open edition you know so there's yeah. like a lot of different ways to do it. So what did you do? Did you have uh I mean I kind of know the but <laughs> tell yeah. me, did you have did you have a set number or yeah, or so how many pieces I, did you present? On my first collection, um I was gonna go between three to five. So I decided to go with number five. Um five different variety of kind of like artwork and then um for I make one the birth of Milky Way is like a whale like sperm like have the galaxy Milky Way kind of into the sky. It's so really cool. Yeah, yeah, that's like one of my favorite pieces. So I make that one out of one kind for auctions so people can bid on it, um, however they think that's worth. And then I make two other one as a limited edition, which is like uh 10 out of 10. Right, so there's two of it. It's a cast mm -hmm. adventure and then uh, unexpected guest. It's like an octopus knocking on your door under the water, like in this. And then the other one's like just a cat wandering around the city. So yeah. um, I really like those two. Um, so I was like, okay, this is like, these are all my babies. How do I decide, right? But I, just, I think these two will be like worth it to make it like a limited edition. Um, and then for the last two open edition, this is where I have trouble deciding. I was like, should I make my more popular one until the limited edition or more to the open edition? Because, mm -hmm. you know, if it's more popular, I was thinking that maybe more people want to collect it, right? Um, yeah. So I was like having trouble deciding, but at the end of the day, I just like, you know, I'm just going to put it like this way because I did five are all equally like pretty strong. So I, I couldn't really decide. So I just like kind of put in there and hope it will work. So for my open edition, I have an elephant swimming in the sky. It's called the Sweet Dream, and mm -hmm. then the other one is the uh, little red riding hood with like a wolf and then a, a girl in the red dress, like in that in that frame. But originally, I was gonna put the wolf and the cat as like a limited edition, and then the octopus, and then the elephant is like open edition. But I I mix it up by accident, but it actually turned out pretty well. So I was like, okay, that's that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, lucky accident. This is yeah. I made a mistake, and I was like, oh, "Well, I guess this will work too." Oh my god, this is I. I love I love the story. It's beautiful. Mm -hmm. Um, speaking of the wolf, do you have any? Do you know Hayao Miyazaki? Yes, yes, of yes. course. Growing up in Asia, you must almost know. Yeah, and you mentioned Studio anime Ghibli's and work. stuff, yeah. and yeah. I, so part of the wolf reminds me a little bit of the. The, the I don't know how you say a wolf woman, but uh, the female of the wolf that is in Princess Mononoke. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, I, I just remember she sleeps a lot sometimes. Uh, I, I don't know why those images are very strong in my mind. Um, and oh, what an inspiration, this guy. It's, oh, it's so poetic. Uh, every single one of his anime uh, is incredible. Mm hmm. Yeah, so definitely like Studio Ghibli growing up, that's like heavy influence in my work. You can probably see a lot of like trace in it. 
that how yeah. I was inspired by that. And so yeah, if you know, you can tell. <laughs> it, yeah, and and I feel like that's that makes me even more attracted to your work because it's like that beautiful blend between all those inspiration that you've had, you know, uh, throughout your life, and and that you create uniquely. It's it's so cool. Um, let's let's see something that's fairly interesting, and I'm, I'm curious. Uh, well, first of all, I think people are curious. How did the drop go? Because we didn't even talk about it. <laughs> oh, the the drop! I was so nervous that week because because you know, like most of the uh, NFT space you see is more focusing on uh, 3D uh, digital art, motion right. motion graphic animation, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so that put me to a spot that I was really nervous. Like, okay, all my stuff is still and not moving. Like, mm-hmm. is this gonna work? Should I hire someone to animate it, or should I like bring one of my other friends who can do like crazy animation and then we'll just like share the profit? But the time frame was so short, you know, so I didn't like have time to reach out. But also, I was like, Edison Housing, and I, oh come on, like they want to work with me. They gotta think like it's gonna work, right? Also, I was just like yeah. wanted to test out the water. If like my drop is not gonna do well, then I know it's like okay, then I gotta fix it to make it to animated so to attract more audience, right? But if it's gonna do well, then I test the water. I was like, okay, then every else like who want to upload still image, like will have a chance, right? Because after all, it is more about art than like what it is uh like trending and popping, right? That's just mm-hmm. from my take, from my take um of that. So um like the whole week, like I was like really nervous, have like anxiety. I didn't break down though, but I was just really nervous. And then till the the night before it dropped, I couldn't sleep. I was like, I'm gonna go to sleep at 10 and I'm gonna wake up at six in the morning and I'm gonna like bring the best of me to like, you know, have this great day and go ahead. Um, I only slept for two hours that night. <laughs> and I was just like waking up, I was like, oh my God, I feel like shit and like so tired. There's so many things going on, I'm like so sleepy. <laughs> Like my whole heartbeat was like fast the whole day and just like, oh my God, like what's going on, you know? But um, a lot of my friend was being very helpful during this time. They were like telling me like, you're going to do fine. Your work is going to be okay. Mm. Like, it's going to be great. You know, you shouldn't be worried about it. Like you're in here, you're with us. Like, you know, so they really helped me a lot. So like shout out to all, all of them, you know? Um, and then when the drop actually happened, when the, the, the sales going and I see like how many people bought it, and like my mind was in shock, like, I'm like very appreciative things for like all the collector and buyers like who uh, believe in my art, you know, like seven years of work finally pay off um, in that day, right? Like um, I was talking with my other friend too. She's also a digital artist, uh, Swoops. Like she had her, oh, yeah. Um, yeah, her job recently. And then on her Twitter, she mentioned, or uh, Instagram, she mentioned that, oh yeah, like as a digital artist, we didn't get the appreciation we deserve. Right. And then for longest time, like I've been trying to apply into a traditional gallery. And I remember I always get like a rejection from them said, like, oh, sorry, we don't display digital art. Like this, this is good art. We don't, we don't really need it here though. And then all that. And then I apply so, so many different gallery and then getting so many like rejection, you know, and for me mm. growing up, I was thinking like, well, if I want to be an artist, like I should probably have my work display in there. Right. So yeah. a lot of time I feel like I, I couldn't call myself artist and all that. That's just like a personal mind block, like a, a, a stupid mindset I put on myself, you know? Yeah. So when I, when I actually got into like few gallery display, like one in Hong Kong and then uh, that was my first one. And the other one was like actual more like photography. That was a set as a natural one, you know? So it wasn't really digital composite for what I do. So uh, I resonate with the post you talk about like, 
this is like where finally all the digital artists can break into this space and compete or be part of like the art movement, like being appreciated by each other and then supporting each other on the NFT movement, right? I, I don't know if coin movement is too crazy, but I, I think it is like the cool thing, um, what we're doing right now. So, yeah. yeah, so, oh yeah, sorry, yeah, go ahead. No, no, go, go ahead. <clears throat> oh no, I, I was just about to wrap up that part too, right? So like, for me, like getting on there, I just got lost in my thoughts too, you know, like finally making to this like nifty space, I have a chance to show my art. And oh yeah, so when the drop happened, when I saw the result, I, I was just like really like screaming and jumping. I think my friend record like my reaction on FaceTime, which I don't know what I say at that moment, but it was pretty funny. So yeah, um, yeah I was screaming, yelling, and then like, oh my, all my friends, like uh, my housemate was like, what is going on, you know? And then my two other friends were like, wait, what, what is NFT, you know? But I wanted to call them because they've been there since like day one, you know? Yeah. So I was like, I want to share this moment with you guys, like even though you don't know what's going on, but I want you guys here, you know? So um, yeah, when the whole thing happened, like five minutes, uh, everything was like, got like, you know, and then I was just like, still like in shock even till right now, you know? So I'm just like, wow, like, did this actually really just happen? Like, does that mean like I, I can like um since I'm like uh you know take care of my parents for a little bit and then like yeah. focus on like making more arts and collaboration and then like um, am I at the spot like I'm actually comfortable to like start to help all like, all the artists too right like I finally are reaching there and then like yeah. being like approved by this right so like that's how I feel at that moment and when I saw Swoop's post about it I was like wow yeah like totally like I can feel that you know I think that's what most of the digital artists are feeling about it right now too that that is so I'm so happy for so many of you it's it's I, I can't express it uh I'm, I'm just so pumped you have no clue because I yeah I, I have a, I have artist friends whether they're painters or they do digital art and yeah it's it's a tough game out there it's a tough world you know, like like you mentioned, being rejected by galleries, trying to find galleries that want you. The ones that might want you don't have buyers or not the right buyers, et cetera, et cetera, you know. Um, and now finally finding that that gateway to actually... Yeah. Um, to, like, to people who enjoy art. Like for me, I do feel a little bit um, lucky sometimes because I do have like a certain amount of like social media followers on uh, Instagram, right? But yeah. um, I do like try my very best and hard, like just produce like cool art every other days or week, just trying to like, you know, share my work on there and then to tell the world that, hey, I got these skills. I got something to say. Like I want to showcase my art and make you guys enjoy, it, you know, like yeah. I wasn't really thinking too much. Like part of me is always thinking that if someone would, appreciate this and support me and that would be great if not at least i can make them just enjoy art right because like yeah no matter what i'm always gonna do art right i think most of the artists like that like no matter what happens we just really want to be passionate about creating that um yeah. art to it you know so like for me um that definitely got me uh noticed by like some different brands and market like photoshop work uh um have my photo as their splash screen uh this year for the 2021 version so i'm like super oh no way super wait, heavy. Wait, 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 wait. oh yeah the flamingo cloud one that's uh my work on the photoshop no and you open it yeah i'm so, opening it right now i need to <laughs> yeah so um i feel super like just oh, like a, shoot just lucky oh, yeah. and grateful to be on it yeah, <laughs> yeah. a lot of people didn't written. notice that yeah <laughs> i know it's written really small sorry photoshop like make it bigger <laughs> so i photoshop you should put my instagram there and help me out right but i it's know put the link like, my put work's the link. there <laughs> <laughs> yeah right um so that helped a lot um, to uh, establish my work on there. But um, 
at the same time, I, I do feel like artists who didn't have enough time or energy to spread their work on uh, social media, um, it's kind of like struggle, right? And also like social media have driven so many artists like crazy just because how fast this digital world, the pace is. And mm -hmm. it's really almost impossible to make great art every single day, you know, unless like yeah. you've been doing it for so long and then you just like um, got the skills and patience to do that. It's, it's almost really hard to do that uh, and maintain like a very high quality um, uh, 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 art. Like, like you're almost like trying to produce to like please other people, like, but then you forgot to focus about your stuff and like, make it better you know so um yeah. i had to like battle with that and figure out like a perfect balance and like always remind me like you're doing this for you but like you know like you could i could try posting more every other week but at the same time i always want like i know that i can always produce the best work you know and then like i do feel bad it's like something i made is not like really great and like just post on there but at the same time like finally the conclusion i got was that you know this is just social media and this is my sketchbook you know like i'm having fun like i want to have fun i want people to have fun looking at my work too you know so then yeah. like when i overcome that part and then with the art blog sometime last year i'm just like enjoying posting like whatever i want and then still like want to make it cool and then like um collab with like my artist friend give feedback from there like because at the end of the day like i want to improve myself to be better right yeah. and then you know just like to be able to share that so do you feel like this is just the beginning of this nft adventure how do you feel about it Yeah, well, definitely right now is at the beginning of it. And like, everybody's like super excited. Everybody got this energy to pop in. I was just at the uh, Clubhouse room, uh, listening to Steve Aoki talking about his release. And then like, yeah, as an artist, he's dropping Sunday, right? Yeah, yeah, this Sunday. And then he was talking about like his uh, journey as an artist. And then like how um, pandemic giving actually some time to explore his interest and the like stuff he liked to do, you know? So like, mm -hmm. he he's actually really passionate about The stuff he do and then like creating so I, i was like wow that's like really interesting i never know that side or that part about him right because i always mm -hmm. just hear his music i was like oh yeah that's cool and then like talking about like the cake hitting someone i was like haha that's a good, cool meme but i never like get to know about like the thoughts behind that right yeah. so that was like really cool experience uh, today um but yeah so i think like we're all at the beginning of this movement and then right now everybody's like trying their best to support each other and then like um retweeted like some new artists who'd come into the space and trying to see if they can buy and support it or like just share the news um you can see like on twitter almost every day there's people just retweeting other artists work and then sharing yeah. the news and then like hopefully um, some will buy it there's also this uh, uh few collector on there like uh crypto aaa he's like uh i think he mentioned like he only he only been on nft space for like two weeks but he's literally buying everybody's artwork like dropping crazy money to support like all those artists you know so that's like something really crazy to see um yeah which i'm like, super grateful you know so yeah there's a lot of thing going on and then uh, at the same time every industry is trying to figure out like a different way to um make nft work like blau the musician was like selling the right to his son Um, to the top 33 bit, uh, bidder uh, was bit. Is it called bidder? I think people like auctions. Yeah. Like the highest bid will get the 33 um, each. I mean, sorry, the highest 33 person's bid will yeah. get the sum to each other, right? And then uh, I think I just saw like Tori Lance 
uh, on the Instagram that he was the first rapper to um, do the NFT art to his uh, stuff. I'm not mm. art, sorry, like the music, well, which is part of yeah. art, right? But his soundtrack to that and then made like 350,000 like profit right away. It was sold out, you know? So <laughs> knowing that this is going to be secondhand market and going on, they can take like percentage and stuff. And so on means like that just doesn't stop at the first marketing, right? Mm. Have you seen you, any of your pieces being uh, flipped already, or or do you are you aware of it? Yeah, so you get notified. How does it work? Yeah, so on Nifty, they send me email every time there's a transition going transaction going on, and then uh, my limited edition ones are actually flipping uh, more. Like for example, it was sold for seven fifty, right? Seven hundred fifty dollar yeah. for the 10, 10, 10 out of ten, but um, someone bought one of it for like uh, nine thousand dollar. And then What? so yeah, I know so from there I actually take a ten like twelve percent from that so very thankful which for is more than thing. the original price <laughs> exactly you know so every time someone <laughs> bought something and sells something I get that percentage as an artist so it's like I underestimate the power of secondhand marketing and what's going on you know oh. like even even with open edition right they're like five hundred dollar so for like maybe six hundred or like whatever mm -hmm. but like, I will still get that eighty dollar from it or sixty dollar from that. Uh, yeah. when someone's like selling stuff and buying stuff, you know? So that's like a whole completely different market for me that I don't know if I should dive too deep in there because at the end of the day, I always remind myself, like, go back and make your artwork, you know? Like, that's what you're here for. Yes. You're not here to like marketing everything, you know? You're here to make cool art and collaborate and help all the artists, you know? So like this whole yeah. week, that's what my head been processing, you know? Like, Which right, is like, okay, you know, there is a time where you have to put your business hat <laughs> and there is a time where you have to put your, your creator hat and, and, you know, like you have to swap them. Like for a week, you're going to be like, okay, I got to do business this week. I know, exactly, like, yeah. See you, see you in two months, you know, or like in, in a month and, and you just go back to creating. And it's beautiful, like knowing that once you're done with that, you know it has dividend being paid off, you know, mm -hmm. over time. Um, which I think is is going to completely change uh, the game for many, 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 in my opinion. Um, yeah. Ju just to give an idea to people, are, are we? Are you comfortable if I just share? The, I mean, people can Google it, but I just want to give a little bit of an overview of the. Oh, you can share the data because yeah. it's it's already over internet. <laughs> yeah. So uh, there was like two ten limited editions that sold. Uh, for 750 each. So you can do the math, 10 times 750 times two, uh, 750 times two, sorry. And then the birth of the Milky Way actually bid, if I'm correct, up to 20, what was it? 11, yeah. something like that. Uh, $27,000 and 100. Yeah, it, it, was, it was crazy, you know. <laughs> it must have been like, what is happening here? I was like, and keep going up. At the same time, I was like, oh my God, you know, like, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I know, you, it's so flattering. <laughs> Um, yeah. and then we have the two open editions. You, you had about like, let's round it to like 500 editions of each that were minted. So you do 500 times two, five, five hundred because that was a price and you get an idea. And, and I, I'm not sharing that because I think the numbers are cool. I just share that because I think the opportunity and what it allows you, as you mentioned, and how it pays off for all those years that, It was so difficult, you know? I know. It's, it's just so cool. It's just amazing. Like, I was starving and then just like hardworking. I believe every artist out there and everyone who seeks opportunity is feeling the same way, right? Like yeah. you have to create every day, but at the same time, you have to try to pay the bills and everything. It was just like 
really burning yourself and then just I hope just hoping for the best so when this yeah. opportunity happened I think it just opened up the whole new world for um, everyone to like give them all the shot for like you know why not right like we're already burning and doing like what we love might as well like try multiple different ways to seek like a new opportunity yeah and it will probably fr- I don't know if it were me it would free me up creatively I, I don't have to think about just the algorithms or whatever i'm like you know what there is finally a market where i can sell my art and there's buyers let's just go back to to the root of it which is Mm -hmm. just creating and and thinking about it yeah i think those buyers are by then there's like this oh um i think please go ahead please go ahead we can put that down for after oh yeah no but um for the buyers i do believe are people um who believe in this movement right like people who has been believing in cryptocurrency and I've seen since like 2015 or 2014, you know, like mm-hmm. these people, um, the leader, the pioneer, like who has always have faith in this. Right. And then also like art collector who just like enjoy art and who also want to help artists. And then there's definitely people who also seek opportunity to, uh, make profit from this. But yeah. the coolest thing is that I love those people because like every time <laughs> they flip, we get a, the artists get a support and a cop from it, you cool. know? So it's, it's like finally a win-win situation for everybody. There's no losing to it, right? So like, well, if whatever you invest, that's on your own risk and turn. Like, I'm, I'm not guaranteeing yeah. for anything. Yeah. Those are not yeah. financial advice. Yeah, so people people are telling the artists and creator and those people are telling you that you should always buy the art that resonate with you that speaks with you you're yeah. buying because you actually love it right and yeah. if you want to flip it later on that that's your own business and stuff right but however you do it will always be supporting the creator so which yeah. is like super awesome you know so that's and, from that yeah and w- what is cool about this <laughs> space is that for you ted even if tomorrow you're like uh editions the open editions someone sold it for only a hundred dollar right i'm just taking mm-hmm. that round number you're still getting ten dollars so it doesn't matter if your art goes up or down when it's being resold i mean it it does it but it doesn't uh in a way you're still getting something out of it you're still getting those royalties yeah like to if everything goes well till the day i die i still can collect those royalty right <laughs> yeah and then you just give your wallet to someone else yeah, you know, just like, here you go. Like, or I can buy <laughs> I mean, more. The, the IRS might be like, wait, wait what? <laughs> yeah, and, or I can just like collect and buy more other artists' work, right? Like in a way to help them. Like right now, um, I'm waiting till the funds like being able to move around that I can like start putting stuff in my digital wallet. Then mm-hmm. I'm probably going to start collecting my friends' work first to help them out or any cool individual artists out there like need some That's help. So like, yeah. But I still need to be financially responsible for myself and yes. the future self, right? So yeah, like I can go on like a crazy shopping spree. Like my lifestyle is very simple. I spend about like um, hundred to hundred fifty dollar on grocery, and that lasts me like three to four weeks. I cook at home mm-hmm. all the time, and then you know, honestly, I'm not gonna get like a Lamborghini or anything. I'm still walking and taking Ubers, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah so um, yeah, I'm just kind of be financially responsible so I can actually focus on making ours. And then don't have to worry about for at least maybe a year or two, right? Yeah. So I just like focus on making cool art because at the end of the day, like I just we just enjoy creating. So, like hopefully this will like run longer and then we'll be like sit, uh, good in a good spot and comfortable, right? Yeah, that's the thing. If if you've created art while 
you know, living with the belt very tight on your belly. It's it's a French expression that I try to translate. It sounds horrible. But what it means <laughs> is like if you're being very frugal and you are happy to live that lifestyle creating, you know, and, and you were excited about creating, although it was challenging and all that, I feel like even if <clears throat> you have those opportunities come in, you know also whether it goes up and down that creation will be something that will always be with you. It's not like that... A trader job and on Wall Street that you took because it just pays off a lot of money, you know. And but actually, you don't want to do it. It's more like it doesn't matter how much I get paid in my life, I'm still gonna do that. Yeah, like pretty much. Uh, I was talking with some of the friends. Like, doesn't matter. Like, if if the NFT didn't happen this week, didn't happen at all, like I'm still gonna be doing what I do. You know, like we're yeah. always gonna still be like creating and making art at the end of the day. You know. Yes, yes, which is fascinating and, and really cool. Uh, I mean, I'm the same, you know, it, it doesn't matter what I do. I'm still uh, going and playing with my camera whenever uh, mm -hmm. I feel like it and whenever it's good. Uh, so I think that's that's the best form of creative expression is when you're not driven by just a monetary aspect or the platforms. And I see it as a great way also. So wait, actually, um, tell me, what are the most interesting projects you've seen recently? And also, have you seen any photographer, like just photography, like no digital transformation, just uh, in terms of like composites or whatever? Have you seen some photography go around? Because I have not yet really seen anything pop. Right. So for interesting projects, there are like so many uh, different things I see on the internet every day. So It's uh, okay. at the moment, okay. yeah, it was, <laughs> it's uh, at the moment, it was hard for me to track them. Um, but I do know that a lot of artists are starting like collaborating and then like brainstorming and then coming up with like cool ideas. And then, you know, just like, it's fantastic seeing uh, things are happening. Um, but I can't really name like a particular project like right now because there's so many okay. things going on on my on my mind, you know, I'm just like, yeah. uh, I'm like sit there, like maybe I can find something to send to you after, but um, yes. now I, I, my head is like, yeah, we'll put, it in, the show notes. We'll <laughs> yeah. put it in the show notes. If you have any real, if I found artists, anything, yeah, yeah, um, or, or even if yeah. you have good artists that are going to drop something, feel free to, to share your friends, you know, we'll, we'll yeah, and them. for photography, I haven't seen on. Um, any uh wait i do remember seeing one photographer has like a time lapse um that was on uh on uh, one of the platform i forgot which photographer it was but however my uh few of my friends are actually uh putting their stuff on uh OpenSea and rebel to see um if it will work right now um yeah. they're like pretty well-known photographers and videographer too so um hopefully it will work out but um right now i haven't seen oh wait, wait they're actually is a photographer i think but it was more like collaboration you know so it's not like pure photo right there's like is some 3d objects in there jn silva uh, yeah 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 with thank you uh, thank you x yeah so that's a um uh uh a 3d movement into photography so um yes. it's not yeah so i don't know if i can categorize that as like photography right but um that was like a really cool way because that you can see like how digital artists and photographer can break that they almost don't meet right but they can break that uh wall and then work together to produce something amazing um on there so that's that and then uh but i think he and uh dave krugman has he did a, a photo collaboration with this uh 3d artist that turned his uh, time lapse to uh 
like a cyberpunk city, which is like super cool, you know. Mm. So um, and I'm on uh, also two other platform, which is like Foundation and uh, uh, Maker's Place. So I was yeah. talking to a few of my friends about collaboration ideas, but um, I think I'm gonna invite one of them to uh, uh, to the space because the other one wasn't available. But um, he will be able to like test out the photography part on the uh, foundation there to see um, how well he's gonna perform. But I think it's gonna be like working for sure because uh, um, our other friend uh, Human, uh, she also put one of her painting on there yesterday. And then uh, it was so. And then one of the other artists, uh, Jing, James Jing Art, I think. Mm-hmm. I keep butchering that name, but he just put uh, one of his uh, drawing on uh, there for sale. And I think it was just sold for uh, uh, 150 Ethereum coins. Or it was, t- no, Whoa. maybe it, w- it was $200,000, one out of one edition. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So he's like a uh, 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 very inspirational artist. Like um, I love his work and a lot of my friends like his work too. So he's like, well, the, you know, painting, make it out there. Right. Like that, now this is move, move, moving, you know? So that's like as a traditional artist or digital painter, like that could work. Right. Mm-hmm. How, what, what, um, here's the question. How one, two, three, uh, <laughs> sometimes, bugs, you know, it's like, oh, so, software needs to reboot. Um, 50 questions. <laughs> 50, yeah, 50 questions pop in my mind at the same time. When we're talking about photography, I feel like a lot of photographers I st- talked to about so far, they're really afraid that they're like, oh, photography does not have a place because it's not animated, because it's not moving, because it's not digital. So for you, um, is that a valid concern? Um, I understand where their concern comes from. And I have the same concern too when I was uh, doing my job. But at the same time, I think we have to think about uh, shifting our perspective. Like this is so new to everyone, even the people who has been here for so long, like they don't really know exactly the direction of nft is going and how it could be used in uh, our uh, life um like on steve aoki's room and jekyll jack jake paul sorry uh was talking about like the kids growing up in this generation is always looking at their phone and using everything digitally so the way they think is going to be very different than how we think because we grow up yeah. differently right so they will probably have more possibility of ideas how nft Uh, will be used in their life uh, compared to um, most of us uh, who are more used to physical life. Um, However, I was chatting with my friend yesterday. Uh, We thought we'd come up with this million dollar ideas, but I'm pretty sure someone else is probably making it already, right? But I was thinking like, imagine an NFT social media app on your phone, Mm. right? That you you can um, just use it to like follow creators, and then like like their stuff and then you can bid on it or exchange like that would be a wallet that where you can carry around your phone right and then you can transfer um collect and like sell like right away when you meet someone you can present it on your phone or in yeah. a vr space or ar- argument reality space projecting that together right it's like hey check out this nft and then everybody can pull their phone receive and project something together yeah. interacting with that way or just being able to um, buy your favorite uh, NFT from your artist of like a quick $5 transition to help them out, right? So that, oh, yeah. hey, I like your art. Let me buy something real quick. Tap mm-hmm. on your phone, see this, swipe, swipe, done, deal, right? 
that that makes sense yeah i, I can see how that would be a really helpful uh right. way make sure make sure you put that part on the podcast just in case like when that actually happened was like we saw that we were talking about that i know i know we'll, we'll, we'll clip that we'll clip that with a quote under yeah. that says we I were talking about it so we kind of smell the marketing of the nft direction but that was like one yeah. of the thing we were talking about so i told my friend like hey uh we were talking about like he should probably make a prototype just for his portfolio because that would be something really interesting how nft will be using right and then on the one of the music room um i think blah was in there and they were just talking about like imagine you were like performing on the stage um people who are watching can just scan the qr code the first hundred people get this like special token that could be reward for like private party performance or like sign prints or digital music next release or whatsoever right so that's for music part that's a way how they could do stuff so that just involved like all oh, the there's different kind of things, you know, right? Maybe special NFT for free drinks and tokens, you know? Yeah. Everything just digitalized and you don't have to like carry it. Like, remember like when you go to party, you have to pay the bills at the front door and then they give you some like free ticket. You have to hang held yeah. it, right? <laughs> and then you lost it and you're like, damn, I lost my free drinks, you know? But now it's just everything, your little phone or hands, you just tap yeah. on it because you can just claim your tokens and, you know, like nobody have to worry about this anymore, right? Yeah, that's... It, it's yeah the, the it's a whole bright wide picture so out there yeah, yeah. like it's, it's just so opposite. many opportunities yeah it's it's so crazy but at the same time right now i can only focus on so much right yeah i know <laughs> yeah. if you think like just i mean you said you've been involved in clubhouse and clubhouse is great but it's so time consuming i know uh, it's crazy how much energy people have on there i was really surprised at the same time, I, um, I was talking with my friend this whole week. I, after Monday, I was like, um, I want to be on there. I want to talk to people, connecting with artists and do cool stuff. And then I, I have this fear of uh, missing out of like not meeting cool artists and like yeah. want to be on Twitter, Discord to activate state uh, in front of the buyers, right? But at the same time, I was like, this is like really started burning me. And then like, I'm feeling tired every day when I wake up, there's so many cool and uh, stuff I need to do. Like, I'm excited for it, but at the same time, I was like, I can only do so much. Right. And then I was like, okay, you know, just go back and do your art and like, like yeah. just relax, you know, like this is like only for like few days, things like this happen, right? Like the, the future Celebrate, is pretty long. Yeah. <laughs> disappear, be the artist. No one knows how to reach out to that drops something every six months. <laughs> one hit wonder. Yeah, I could exactly. do that too, right? It's like, <laughs> that's who's so back, you know, back again. <laughs> and everyone's yeah. like, oh my God, he's going to disappear for another six months. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's going to disappear, fucking like, from the creator who bring you the dream. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's yeah, so, so cool. How, how do you time, see yeah. it evolve for for... How do you see it um, evolve right now for like right now I'm there's translate a, to the photography a little bit if you if you have an yeah. opinions on that. Um from photography, I think that the market is like gonna open up. I see a lot of like more different kind of diversity artists jumping in and then which is great because we definitely want people to use and get used to the system, you know. So yeah. I think we're still waiting for some of the big name that's already in the photography community to start their first NFT collaboration or just NFT release to show the uh, world that hey we can do this too we can be part mm. of this movement you know uh, maybe there's a lot of people doing it already i just uh don't really follow uh much but which seen, one is great honestly. yeah i haven't really seen any like big crazy name you know like chris Picard or like um yeah. like solo drop or something right or this like crazy thing so i don't know 
how specific it's gonna be, right? And then you're gonna uh, also include like portrait artists and then like product artists and then like all these kind of different like photography artists that are wanna be part of the um, digital movement too, right? So, um, but I do think like the market is gonna open up. There's gonna be more diversity, different things people can buy. And right now, most of the NFT are really expensive, right? But of course, I understand in this one of one kind and limited edition, only this will be created. So if you do believe in artists and have the ability to help, that's a great investment to help them out. But I do believe that um, later on, the price of NFT will uh, be more affordable. Or there, there will be addition that's more budget friendly to people who just have twenty dollar or sixty dollar to buy and support the artists. Like um, what yeah. traditional artists been doing, releasing prints, note card, postcard, anything like that's something more affordable to reach like a wider audience than compared to right now. It's like super exclusive and very rare, right? Because um, eventually, I think it will be like you know everybody can afford it and buy it and then like help out, help each other out, right? So that's like a whole different direction that um people are uh seeing and guessing or like collecting data from there yeah totally i'm 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 so curious because um the i think it's gonna change a lot that's why i was asking you a little bit about the the buyer like who is mm -hmm. the buyer you know because right Those prices so, are really high i, I, I mean, know yeah let's be let's be real like <laughs> yeah, you and crazy. me before, i mean you and me like we would look at that maybe you before you drop you'd be like damn that's steep you know like how am i gonna justify that right right so um i think back to ground zero art is very subjective so the, if yes. you think it's worth it for you and it's a good investment and then you really have the ability and comfortable and want to help the artist out mm -hmm. you can buy it but if you don't have the uh budget for it but yeah. you want to help the artist out you can share it right somebody else yeah. will help you to help them right sharing is always important for artists because we want to like expose our work to like more people and stuff so sharing is also a way to help them out and liking it and engage with the artists right um but for if you don't have any of those um you know then uh i, I would advise you to be wise when you invest into nft right um sure. there are people who believe some of the name dropping addition are really rare they can flip that but that's like people who are more comfortable doing marketing and stock mm -hmm. investing and all that that i'm not so special at and yeah. as, as we talked before right i didn't know what nft world's collector are on so when i was releasing my still image i was really worried about it but mm -hmm. turned out i think right now is like a stage that uh we're just helping each other out with like artists and then like um collector want to help out too and then they want to change this whole nft world so i think we're at the point that everyone's open-minded to explore and then like to buy and collect and then we will see from here right so at this yeah. moment today as we talking that's how i feel about it very supportive community everyone just helping each other on and seeking for the next stage but tomorrow or maybe the week after that could change the whole thing right like a week mm -hmm. before i didn't know i was gonna do a like big draw with nifty and then a week later now on friday like hanging out with a lot of people making all this new connection i didn't know that was gonna happen yeah. so that's as as you say uh, for collector what kind of collector are there right so this is almost like when we build our social media it's like what kind of audience we want right so just stay true for to yourself your art style and your work then you attract those buyers from it you know like there's yeah. no 
purpose of changing your um, R to just to please more collector. I mean, of course, that, that's a different way to do it. You can choose that route. There's no problem with that. But um, at the end of the day, you will feel more happy when you're staying true to yourself, right? Yeah, that's that's always what <laughs> it's better to do something you enjoy getting paid less and and being happy. Well, that, that's why we're cutting you know, that part off, right? Now we are actually yeah. just telling you that you can be happy doing what you want and actually get paid from other people who appreciate and want to support yeah. you. Yeah. Yeah, that's the big that's a big piece. And I feel like a lot of there was a lot of crypto money where people didn't know what to do with it. Right. In the sense, not that, oh, I don't know what to do with my millions of ETH. <laughs> it's more like, oh, I might be one of those tech guy, you know, I actually don't care about putting a frame, but I've been into Nyancat for my whole life and sending it as as jokes to my friends. And I actually bought Bitcoins in 2008 and Ethereum in 2013, you know, and <laughs> and now they're like, well, let's let's go support those guys. Right. Yeah. So like there's that. And then um, uh, also I was in a uh, other room uh, talking yesterday or two days ago with uh, Bella Talk and Patrick. Um, I, I don't know if you are familiar with their work. Aaron know, no. knows them too. Um, okay. They are a photographer uh, who do like Bella fly on portrait. Patrick? Yeah, Patrick. Patrick. Okay. Uh, I don't know. I, I'll probably butcher his name. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, okay. But yeah, Bella Talk. Um, I think I can see uh, how to spell her name. Bella. Uh, no. 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 B e l l a k o t a k. Kotak. Oh, Oops. Bella Kotak. Yeah, oh, there you go. Her. How to butcher your friend's name 101 <laughs> <laughs> present to you by it's, Ted it's, Chain. It's, it's the Instagram uh, tag we had problem with. Let's make you feel better. Yeah. So <laughs> oh, I've her, seen her work. Her and her husband, if I believe that uh, they are married, their partner. They're like the best mm -hmm. thing ever, right? Because uh, she shoots, he shoots, he also retouch, and uh, they're both yeah. great, uh, amazing artists. It's a great team. So um, uh, we they invite me to be their guest on uh, uh, one of the photography community talk on uh, uh, Clubhouse about like photography and the future uh, about NFT, you know. So uh, we we went over with a lot of topic, a lot of things, and then uh, we talk about like how to ha have a healthy mindset in this uh, NFT world, right? Like, yeah. don't expect too much. Don't expect that like, you're gonna make million dollar or like ten thousand dollar on your first release. Uh, do what? invest Why? wisely. No, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, don't expect it, but also believe yourself that it's gonna do yeah. well, right? Like you have to have a healthy mindset. Like, like you can dream and then approach to your goal, but don't like jump that whole thing, yeah. right? Yeah, because yeah. uh, um, it's gonna be that uh, classic uh, Greek mythology, right? With the wax wing, you fly too close to the sun, and like, woo! Mm -hmm. I don't know if that's oh, the yeah. correct oh, yeah, metaphor yeah, to yeah. use here, yeah. No, it's a great metaphor, and there yeah. is, and I'll add another one, which is, uh, which is a saying, which is prepare. Um, oh, hope for the best, prepare for the worst. Yeah, just kind of saying that mindset is like in the middle of like the balance that grace. Mm -hmm. I don't know if it would call grace on, but that that balance of mindset, like uh, stay calm, just be like your regular self, and then, uh, um, and then just like you know, as you say, right, hope for the best, but also prepare for the worst. And yeah. then, uh, and then, like, pick out like what kind of work you want to establish, what kind of buyer you want to attract, what kind of people you want to show, 
um, imagine you're presenting your work for the first time to this like group of people, right? Like, yeah. how do you show them like what kind of work you do and who you are in the most like visual pleasure pleasure way? Like, mm-hmm. how do you get them to understand you, right? Without saying yeah. anything, you know? And then uh, I think that's what's like very important. And then uh, yeah, that's that's awesome. I love uh, Ted. Thank you so much for all the the tips. I want to be yeah, yeah. with your time. We could go on four hour, but that's oh, we can go on ten hours and don't <laughs> stop it, and then there will be a clubhouse, you know. But yeah, I mean, let me. Do you have any uh, other specific question that you want to ask, like before we wrap it out, like something I haven't answered or? Yeah. So, I think honestly, and and that's what I'm doing right now. I'm just educating myself on the space. I'm trying to understand how it is how it can fit i have ideas that i think are really cool um i don't necessarily want to talk about them publicly yet because i have no clue if they're possible so even technically speaking like with the how it's being built i think the the most questions and i ask people like in my circles like what are your questions you know i want to understand because i did a ton of research but a lot of people see it without any knowledge whatsoever right they just see that bitcoin is up and ethereum is up and difference tell them buy some you know and now they're seeing like everyone's talking about nfts and like what are we talking about so i think mainly i was trying to uh bring some clarity to people around it Mm -hmm. and uh and and really also ted like share (laughs) share you as an artist i don't really care that you did the NFTs or not, it's it, it just put me in, on, on my radar again because I told you I've seen your stuff before and I don't even know how I saw, by the way, that you did the NFT drop. I have no clue. I just remember like one thing leading to another other, and I might... I might have been like, I don't know, browsing around and, and I'm just everywhere, you know, yeah, exactly. <laughs> walking yeah. around in the background, casually passing by it. It's like, hey, over hey, here. what's up? I know. <laughs> No, so it's 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 awesome to actually share that and uh, and most importantly share your your story around it because and as an artist like what does it mean for you uh, how how you got there and and I think it's inspiring for a lot of people you know and and it's gonna help a lot of people educate themselves on that question and most importantly what I want to make sure that everyone gets away with and this is what I'm really working on right now is like try to understand not just because everyone's like dropping stuff don't have FOMO about it you know try to understand yourself as an artist and the brand you want to showcase because this is this is almost like launching your first exhibition right so you want to have mm-hmm. something solid that you're believing in and that you enjoy uh, not just like whatever you know yeah and what what place do you think um well i think we mentioned a bunch but i i was just thinking if if we should direct people to um, one place or another to kind of look into things uh, or look into artists or what's what's being made. So we mentioned foundation.app. We mentioned niftygateway.com. Uh, mm-hmm. Would you have other sites that people should check out if, if they're trying to wrap uh, their head around sup- that? Uh, let's see. Super rare. Super uh, rare. Superrare.co is co. Oh, yeah. And then uh, makersplace.com. And then uh, rarible, R-A-R-I-B-O-E.com. If you type in like NFT platform, this will all pop out. And also OpenSea. 
Um, but do also remember that every time when you try to mint, which is creating an NFT token, there is a gas fee toward to the uh, servers, not to the platform, yes. but to the servers. And that number changes depending on the, how busy it is the day like the time and so then to give an idea to people sorry i'm, I'm interrupting you oh it's okay before gas fee so again we're repeating here but this is how much the network needs resources and gets rewarded for actually going through with your transaction okay all those people compute it's not people it's like more all those computers that are on the network are actually going to help create that that token right so it's like as if you had minions forging and you're giving them a, a piece of a coin for doing it so the more people the more it's going to be expensive the more like it's like the highway you know when it's it gets really slow when there are too many cars on the highway um now when when you're going to uh for every transaction when you use the blockchain you have to pay those gas fees Fun story, I, I, I was looking at CryptoKitties just for fun because it's a very cheap thing that you can buy if you want to just understand how to buy something uh, with Ethereum. Mm -hmm. And the transaction was like maybe a $20 kitty um, and the <laughs> transaction fee, which is the gas price. Not It has nothing to do with the platform. It doesn't go to anywhere. It's like completely decentralized. It just go to every machine that helped uh, finalize that transaction it was around $27. So <laughs> yeah. I was like, it cost me $27 to buy something for $20, just to give yeah. people an idea. And then there's a, there's the first uh, gas fee. And then I think there's an other fee following after that uh, for credit. I forgot what was it. Um, also, yeah. when you put your stuff out there, uh, you can let people buy straight or put a bid on it. Um, if it buys straight, then the buyer pays the... Uh, fee for you but if you put uh onto uh, auctions and somebody bid it then the creator have to pay the the second fee when they bought it um <clears throat> also like i um um what else they need to know let's see um i do hear like there's people like doing like trying to cancel bid or like trying to lowball the art. i don't know there's like a whole different uh kind of like scam thing going on so just be careful yeah. Yeah, um, but yeah, like it does cost a little bit much to mint your addition. So make sure like you uh, plan the whole thing wisely before you um, created your first one, right? Because you don't want your art stuck on there and it can be able to sell to anyone um, and yeah, cost you money. That's, that's the one question I, I didn't mention. Someone like it was actually Toby. I think you know Toby Shinobi. And he was yeah. asking, should I, can I mint something today? And or is should I wait until I know exactly which one is the first one I want to mint? Does it have an impact or is it just when you're going to list it that it has an impact? Like meaning, can you like just for fun, let's say, although it's going to cost you money, can you mint like a, like 10 things just to see how it works? Yeah. Two things. And then your first piece that's publicly released is independent of the first one that yeah, I would say with uh, definitely do that, right? As like a teaser. If if you have the ability to do it, you can do it for fun as a teaser and then like hype before like something you actually uh, drop like a huge collection and stuff, right? You also want to yeah. attract people to come to it. So I would definitely suggest I like, put one, two, something on there uh, if you could. Um, you just to, to showcase. Do you have to list them? Because I, f I feel like people were talking about the value of it being the first one. Yeah, that I don't, I don't know know from the different perspective because my first one i knew it was gonna have a lot of people watching me right but if your first one you're not so short you can always do like a test 
um, Luke, but definitely still be like a strong piece. Um, maybe not your top three, but your top 10 or your top 15 that will work. Uh, kind of like an inter- introduction to you, um, like a, a trailer to a good movie, right? But um, yeah. like for that, that could be like a whole different kind of debating and how people want to like talk about it. And then uh, I don't have enough knowledge of that yet. Okay. Um, so maybe in this few days, I will test it out, dropping something on Foundation or Maker's Place to see if it's going to work. And maybe no one's going to buy it or bid on it, you know? <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm kind of curious and we'll try to add some resource in the link. Oh, but if you do that, if you do want to put something for fun, make sure you do put like a floor uh, cap on it. Like, yeah. um, like make sure all your stuff is above, going to be above that price because you don't want that piece particularly to track your range down, right? And and okay, I'm gonna ask. I'm gonna try to turn that question in a way that everyone can understand it because I am confused about it. If I connect to OpenSea's or Rarible, and I'm creating mm-hmm. a piece now, I'm like minting it. Is it automatically listed to my account publicly, or can it be private and like no one knows I minted stuff? Um, I'm not so sure about that, but I do okay. see some people put it on their uh website, but it's not available to buy. You can make an offer or ask the artist, but they just keep on there and then tell you like how much this price is reserved, but it's not open for bid or buy. Okay. So you can see it, but you can't do anything with it, you know. Got it. Interesting. Okay. Yeah, I'll definitely there, there's a lot of technical stuff that I think a lot of people I know, yeah. This is a whole new platform. On. Every platform has a different rule and how they do things and different kind of buyer, creators, audience on there. So it's pretty crazy. L- last question was did the platform take fees? Uh yes. Every platform takes different fees. Uh Nifty do have a fee on it. Uh I don't know if I can say it. I think I say it somewhere else, but now I think about it, I uh, I don't know if like it's against to you say or not, give, but they you, do take you can a fee. Give a range you know? like ten to fifty percent. Yeah, they do. No, 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 not that. It's it's between ten to twenty something, but it's between yeah. that. It's very it's very different. And then um, secondary market is a second fee too, but um, that's negotiable so to that, the that's platform. That's public, guys. By the way, you just take any of the piece. You look for the token for those who, and you go to ETHCAN. ETH uh, scan, Ether scanner, or I can remember the website. And you can actually see the transaction and how that contract was built. Mm-hmm. And you should be able to see those addresses and who actually benefits from it, uh, if yes. I'm correct. Um, I've, I've kind so... of saw like a lot of details already on some pieces back in the, when I was researching. Yeah, so um, they do take a fee, but at the same time, I think part of those fee goes to your minted fee, you know, because they didn't charge yes. you when you create. And then yes. they create such a huge amount of peace tokens <laughs> in like five minutes. So they, they crashed the sign multiple times when mine was launched, which it was I was kind of upset about it, but it was still good, you know, because a lot of people couldn't yeah. buy it. Yeah. So, um, but at the same time, I was like, that was it a lot of things. Yeah, they have set out, you know, so I was like, it's a good or bad way. I don't know, but it was a great success for me and for my journey so far. So I really appreciate all, uh, everything that has happened this week. Yeah. Well, Ted, I uh, want to be super mindful. Where should people find you online? Uh, definitely. I'm super active on Instagram and you can find most of my social media at tedslittledream.com. Mm-hmm. Or there's no .com, sorry. I don't know why I just say .com. <laughs> That's my website. But Ted's Little Dream, uh, you just tag there. You can find me on Twitter, um, Facebook, uh, Instagram, and Discord. There's a different number on there. 
and then uh, most of social media, if you type that, you can find me. But I'm super active on Instagram, uh, getting into Twitter because that's where most of the community is. And yeah. then uh, if you are interested, you can also find each of these platforms has their own Discord servers that you can join. And in there, you can find all the buyer and creator. You can talk with them, gain knowledge, check out the secondhand marketing and everything you can find on there. Okay. Perfect. Thank you so much, Ted. I think we should do a round two in a few weeks slash months whenever like things either settle or like I, I want to kind of have a... Yeah, <laughs> one week later, <laughs> I was like, well, I disappeared. Yeah, I lost oh everything. <laughs> NFT market crash. Nothing worked out. This is always scam or like it's crazy, right? <laughs> End no, of the world. <laughs> exactly. It's like, oh my yeah. god, COVID was a joke. Next to I this. know. Uh, like, wait, what is going on? The whole NFT and COVID is actually related. <laughs> <laughs> they 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 got COVID, so like they can At release 5G the market. Yeah, I know, right? That'd just be crazy, right? <laughs> Uh, no, that's awesome. It's it's great talking to you, and and I'm really again once more like super happy for you, and I'm just super pumped for that opportunity you had, and and yeah, I'm just super happy for you, man. Yeah, thank you so much. All right, thank you everyone. Have a beautiful day, and we'll talk to you in the next episode. Thank you so much for listening. Before you go, would you like to receive once a week a free short email with my top five inspirations, photos with settings, gear I've loved, and what I've been watching, reading, or listening to that really inspired my work and my life lately? If you want it, just go to prtlambert.com forward slash top five and you will be in. Every week you will receive that short email to set you off on the good vibe for the weekend and inspire you. Now with that being said, have an amazing day. I'll talk to you in the next episode. Bye. Before you go, quick question. Would you like to receive twice a month for free my top five email? It's an email that I craft with love and passion in which I share what inspired me recently, books and film that had an impact on me, but also things I've been thinking about, gear, tips and photos that I absolutely love. If that resonates with you, if you want to peek into that universe, please join thousands of other readers. Sign up for free at ptl.fm forward slash top five. That's ptl.fm forward slash top five. Thank you so much and have a beautiful day. Remember, try something different, try something new.